high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Welcome to the Full Court Press and a happy midway week through uh, midway week to you all. Hope your Wednesday is going well for a one-year kickoff time on June 24th, 2020. However, wherever you are joining us from, we are thankful to you for doing so here on 106 on FM, 1390 AM and 106onthefan.com. If you want to participate in our show, you can text in at 435-339-0321. If you want to call in, you can call in at 435-752-1069. No guests today. We'll have guests tomorrow and guests Friday. Uh, tomorrow we got a good one too. Really, really good one. You're going to enjoy it. I, I'm looking forward to talking to him. He's been on our show once before. Uh, I reached out to him and he was kind enough to be willing to join us again. Um, his schedule is going to get absolutely chaotic come August. Yeah. So uh, we were able to snag him now and uh, grateful to uh, have him on tomorrow. It will be a fun show. You don't want to miss it. So stay tuned for that. AJ Knight over there. AJ, thanks for joining me. I know, like, okay, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. And you, you do your prep and everything, and you work with the absolutely incredibly gorgeous and talented McCall Taylor. Uh, why are you laughing? Nothing. I appreciate the compliments. Thank you. That wasn't – well, okay. Uh, I didn't call you gorgeous or beautiful. But, yeah, sure. Uh, and uh, you then come here and do a show from 4 to 5. How exhausted are you? Now, uh, granted, I know, I know how you're going to feel next Wednesday and Thursday because I'm going to maybe, hopefully, come <laughs> hang out with you. <laughs> Well, it'd be interesting if we pulled double duty that day. Uh, today was longer. We had a seminar, so I've been kind of—I haven't left the building yet. But you know, uh, when you're passionate about something, you find the energy to do it. I love sports, and I love doing the show with you. It's a lot of fun. It is fun, and it's great to have you on here. Uh, so again, appreciate you. Always happy to fill in. Coming out uh, to to join me on the show. Okay, so by the way, I was just—I saw this graphic, and I wanted to read it to you. Uh, for sports fans who are just itching for sports to be back, July is the month where you can finally just go absolutely ballistic. <sighs> July. Okay, you got till July, and then in July, uh, you will have... Oh, where is it? Son of a biscuit with no butter and jam. It was... Oh, there it is. Okay. You ready? Yeah. MLB. Yep. July 24th. Right. NFL training camp. Late July. NHL projected to resume their playoffs late July. Major League Soccer, July 8th. WNBA season starts July 24th. NBA season starts July 30th. How does that feel for you? Because I, I, I get to fill in, but obviously you and you and Eric on the, the normal rotation here since March have kind of had slim pickings, and all of a sudden, basically July, you're going to have every sport imaginable available. As a sportscaster, it was like, just got to make it. Just got to make it. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting you asked that. It's a great question. Um, and I I think I kept telling myself, hey, it'll be back, right? You know, May. Got it. Yeah. Okay, to June, it's going <laughs> to be back. We're going to have it back. And At we least just kind of kept pushing right? it back. And we kept trying to find ways to uh, 
to keep our show running, even if it was only for one hour. Now, there's other shows. I mean, you hear Colin Coward for three or four hours. You hear Doug Gottlieb, unfortunately for you, Fox Sports listeners. <laughs> you hear Doug Gottlieb throw his absolute trash of a voice and even worse and <laughs> garbage opinions for a couple hours. And then you finally get the freshness of uh, myself, AJ Knight, Eric Franson. Uh, but... Are you more relieved as a sportscaster no, or as I'm, a fan? I'm more relieved, okay, as a fan because I feel bad for our listeners. Uh, all our listeners, all 27 of them, are dedicated, suffering, have yeah. been suffering for three months of us just trying to plug through. <laughs> um, there are days where I would go and do like three hours of hardcore research and get nothing out of it because there was nothing going on. Time for another and top I was like, ten what list. What Time are, for another Mount Rushmore. What are Rushmore? poor listeners going to listen to today? Well, I think my dad phrased it. What my dad has been going bonkers without any sports whatsoever because he's a huge fantasy player as well. Football, baseball, basketball, hockey. He does them all. And I think he phrased it well is that the impact of no sports is felt doubly because, one, you don't have it. You're used to it. But, two, this is a perfect time because sports are such a distraction that you would really want sports. So it's like the impact was double because it wasn't here and you didn't have the distraction while dealing with the pandemic. Yeah, no, and, and that's a great point. But so our listeners have had to really push through with us. I feel bad for more bad for our listeners. And now I feel more relief for them than I do myself. Like our <laughs> listeners have had nothing to listen to except us just spew garbage out about whatever it was. Hey, talk about the same topics NASCAR. for seven days straight. <laughs> that's true. We did have NASCAR and we do have some NASCAR fans out there who listen into us. But our poor listeners have had to deal with this for, for three months. And finally, they will get sports for us to talk about to them with their opinions. So for you, I, I think and as a microcosm of sports fans as a whole, do you feel like you took the opportunity of of lack of the, the four big major ones in the U.S., uh, baseball, hockey, basketball, and football, do you feel like you took the opportunity to maybe expand your sports fandom, maybe you dabbled in – I don't know, because what, they showed Korean baseball on ESPN? Yeah, I, I mean, NASCAR's I, been going on, I obviously. definitely got a hold of uh, the gratitude for Spike Ball and the Sp- American League Cornhole Championship. Oh, don't diss Cornhole. That's my, that's my jam. Um, that's backyard. So thank you, oh, ESPN yeah. Ocho, if that's <laughs> what it is. But, uh, Why yeah, wasn't there a dodgeball? It's a perfect I mean, time to I, start one. I had to deal with watching Spike Ball. Now, I am grateful to Netflix because I got, I mean, I found Money Heist. Great show. Uh-huh. Uh, I became addicted to Cheers now all of a sudden. Oh, okay. And, it's it's uh, considered classics. It's not a bad choice. Yeah, Cheers is great. Uh, Ozark. I, I, I seen finally that. started watching it's Ozark. Um, I did not touch Tiger King. I still haven't seen it. I, I And I know one of our listeners is, is a big fan of it, and, I sh- and he gave me great reasons to watch it, and I should. I just can't pull myself together to do it. <laughs> um, and, and by the way, the other thing I've actually enjoyed about it, is is the classic games I've been able to watch. I was just going to ask you that because I feel like I've consumed way more documentaries. Oh, so have I. And YouTube has yeah. done a pretty good job of putting on some old games. As a Bulls fan, I've watched some of the old uh, Michael Jordan's finals games. Yeah. Uh, I've – well, and then there's uh, – I mean, what else did I have? Well, I guess in regards to the old games. So, And by the way, you're right. The documentaries were awesome. The the Long Gone Summer of McGuire versus Sosa. The Lance documentary was incredible. Is Just it? I have DVR. Dude, get it is mind blowing. Well, I meant those, and then like, and I've it also... almost kind of, and it really pisses you off about Lance. It really does. Uh, how I remember in high school, 
He was uh, my. Uh, I was in marching band. Our drill instructor was an intense dude, and Lance Armstrong was always his like. He he practices in the rain, so when it's raining, when he's playing, he's prepared <laughs> for it. Everybody else, and then he was such a d bag. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he screwed up big time, and the unfortunate like when you watch the documentary documentary, it doesn't really make you that much more of a fan of him. Oh, I it really not. doesn't. It just kind of like, dude, you let this run for this. I just you want it. You want to slap him for it. Uh, but then in regards of games, like. To watch the USC Texas National Championship in oh, 06. That's a classic. I, I never seen the full classic. game. Ever never seen the full game. So I was like, oh my gosh. So good. I mean, there is so much talent on that oh, field. Yeah. It's 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 yeah. incredible. So uh good. the Miami Ohio State National Championship in two thousand two in football. I had okay. a chance to watch that. I, I, that I, was I, not pass interference. No, no, and it was not. Absolutely right. Uh the national championship between Kansas and Memphis in 08 in college basketball. Where Derek oh, Rose, Derek Rose and a couple, okay, one other guy missed four like or six straight free throws. Yeah, they blew it. Get a game tying three on the other side. They go in overtime and Kansas wins it. Uh, the, the LeBron James comeback in in when they beat yeah. the Warriors in that yeah. game the six and game yeah. seven. Game six, I believe it's game six or game five when Kyrie and LeBron both had forty plus points. Uh-huh. Yeah, just blew your mind. Just I thought blew for sure, your mind. I thought for sure they were done. Oh, I mean, dude, when, the whole world when thought Draymond they were done. got suspended, I was like, all right, well, they're going to win game four, and they're or was it five five? They're going to win yeah. game five because he's suspended. And I was like, but it doesn't matter. They're not going to win the rest. I read the book. There's a, I can't remember what it's called. There's a docu or a, a biography about LeBron James. It's, it picks up this the day he left for Miami, and it picks and then it ends when he won um, the championship. And it's written. I can't remember who it was written by, but I wrote. I read that when I was in uh, Asia on vacation. It's actually pretty good. Talks about Cleveland's whole thought process and how they started. Oh yeah, to recruit him back. It's I'm a, with it's you Pretty now. good book. It's yeah, pretty good book. Uh, I got to see. There was a the NBA Network had the uh, Wilt Chamberlain great game. Uh, it was yeah. Wilt had like what was it? It was like 53 points, 32 rebounds, 14 assists, 24 blocks, and 11 steals. <laughs> That, I'm not. I'm not. No. I'm not, I'm not joking. That was his stat line with for a middle game. Schoolers. Fifty three, thirty two, fourteen, twenty four, and eleven steals. That's insane. And I watched that game, and I thought, dude, no one belonged on the same court with as, as him, except for Bill Russell. He couldn't beat him. Bill Russell. Yeah. Bill Russell was his own, and and Cream was another guy. Yeah. Cream gave him issues too. So I. So to see those games and the classics, it were, were were so fun. Absolutely a blast. I uh, became a NASCAR guy a little bit more than I was before. Yeah. Big shout out to Carl. Yeah, uh, big thanks to Carl on that one because, well, I mean, I love watching four-hour rain delays. Um, <laughs> just the grace is great. It's just a delay I have to get through, which is really tough in itself. So it, it's been good, but, I, again, I feel more relieved for our listeners because they're, they're sick of hearing the same thing over and over again. They really are, and, and, and I don't blame them. I go home, and I'm like, man, these guys have got to be like, dude, give us something else. And we have, through some great interviews – we have we've had three two two interviews this week. We have yep. two more coming up, um, and then finally in July, like late July, it, it it just comes boom. And again, a reminder that season three will start on July thirtieth, the day the NBA starts, four to six p.m. will be season three episode one, and we will have. Uh, what are you laughing at? I like no, it's good. I you like, like it. that. I like it. So through season three episode one, uh, we're going to have catchy title like season three. A new hope or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you're gonna hear some new sounds, bites. Uh, we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a couple of interviews to, to introduce you back to the NBA. 
We're going to have a couple interviews to get you back or get, get you into the MLB season. Uh, we've got all sorts of things planned for Season 3, and Episode 1 is going to be great. Again, that will start on July 30th. Now, there is a asterisk or a pending to it because the NBA will play be playing a full slate day of games. Yes. If they play during that 4 to 6 p.m. range, we turn the reins over to David Locke and allow him to take uh, to take the radio airwaves, and we will gladly move aside. We do not know what time the Jazz will play. And by the way, it can range from anything from 10 a.m. in the morning to 8 p.m. Mountain Time. Anywhere in between there. You know, I think that's a good call by the NBA because, you know what, everybody says one of the, uh, when everybody talks about, like, what's your favorite weekend of sports, one of the ones that's always considered right is the opening of the NCAA tournament. Everybody loves that first weekend. And the reason why is because you can just watch basketball game after game after game after game. So NBA doing that is the absolute right call. Yeah, no, I, and I, I think it's great, and and I I agree with you. Everybody's going to plug in. Oh, yeah. When basketball oh, starts, yeah. everyone's plugging in. Everyone's going to dial in to see if uh, – because there's intrigue to it, right? LeBron James, how far can this team go? Giannis Antetokounmpo needs to get to the finals. If they don't, does that kind of tell Giannis, hey, it's time to go, I need to move on? Uh, you got underdogs. Houston Rockets probably shouldn't be in there. They're going to, or they don't think they're going to make the finals. A lot of people don't. Can they? Can Russell Westbrook and James Harden get the Rockets to final? There's just so many questions and so many answers that need to be, uh, that need to be seen. And I, I think through these eight regular season quote unquote games and through the pro season, you're going to find out a lot. And it's just can't wait. Yes. Uh, speaking of NBA. Did you hear about this Donovan Mitchell situation? Uh, a little bit. I know we're late on on talking about this. We are really late on talking about it. But I think the more the week goes on, the bigger the story becomes because of who Donovan Mitchell is. So if for those who don't have Instagram, uh, Donovan put out a story, or not a story, uh, a picture of a, uh, it was a black screen with the white lettering spelling out free-ish. And it was talking about how it's a free country, but there are many problems, issues, and adversity for those who are uh, African-American. And that the treatment has never been fair. The replies below it are not good. I'm going to say, like, and, and, and there, there are many positive comments, but they didn't come until after the negative comments were shown by Donovan. And tell Donovan alerted the whole entire NBA world of, hey, this is a joke. Um, in fact, I mean, I could read it right now for you if you want. I mean, but just his tweets told you how upset he was um, with, with, with the community, with the NBA fans of the world, yeah. and more importantly, with Salt Lake City. He said on June 19th, AJ said this, quote, can't see how y'all openly can cheer for us. Then when it comes to this, be against us so openly, end quote. Um, and then he had said just before that, seeing a lot of people's true colors, said it once, and I'll keep saying it, you all can't hide no more, end quote. <laughs> we as jazz fans have been begging for big time stars to come to Utah and, and asking everybody, why don't you come to Utah? Why didn't you come play for Jerry Sloan? Why would you come play with Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, and one of the most genius coaches in Quinn Snyder? Joe Johnson did it. 
But why can't you? Donovan Mitchell almost kind of provides an answer to it. Is that too bold to say? No, it does. I mean, if you're able to be ref- uh, reflective and really be observant, uh, among sports fans, and I, I know that uh, I think it's uh, Stephen. Um, he's a, he's on Fox Sports now. He played with the Spurs. He played with a lot of Jackson. Stephen Jackson, I think, is one of the ones that has been vocal about it being one of the his least favorite places to play. Mm-hmm. But Salt Lake has been considered that for a long time. I mean, look, I think. Russell Westbrook is kind of a jerk, but we just had that incident. Was that last year? COVID's blurred my mind. When he had the incident with that fan. Yeah, yeah. And 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 a lot of sportscasters kind of were like, well, that, that's not a surprise. This happens there. And I think I think a little bit. I don't I think the other player or the home team players, the jazz players are aware of it, but I think sometimes just human nature, it's easy to get complacent when it's not happening to you. And Donovan Mitchell, you know, took his stance. And those protests are happening in Salt Lake City, so he's not the only one with that stance. And fans basically told him to shut up and dribble. Is that amazing? Like, is that amazing? Is that, like, LeBron James, like, the biggest stars in may come speak out, the harsher the reaction is. Yeah. If it was Jared Dudley P., I mean, you get a few responses here and there. But it wouldn't be like this mass generalization. And, and and the way people are responding to Donovan, even within the home state. And you're right. Like, the responses in there are, are, dude, stick to sports. Hey, dude, your job is to play basketball. Hey, you're a millionaire. You don't know what it's like to be African-American. You don't know what it's like to be in in one of those people's shoes. Like, how in the world can you say that? And, and, and my biggest fear now comes, and I know, and I had made the mistake of like, oh, he's going to go. And then someone had uh, a highly respected writer had messaged me and said, AJ, this isn't about basketball. Don't make it about that. It's about a human being. And they were absolutely 100% right. And I totally forgot about that. Because as we, we see them as athletes. That's why people are like, hey, shut up and dribble. They're more than athletes. They, they're human, right? And so I, he pointed that out. But I just can't get over the fact that in three or four, whatever years, three years, when he's a free agent and he's getting all sorts of offers, I don't know if it's the money that's going to talk as much as the reaction from the fan base. Well, so I think that that writer is is right because the people who are telling him you're a basketball player, well, that's his occupation. It's not his identity. It's yes. what he does. It's not yes. who he is. It's how he makes money. And just because he's... a a basketball player and a very good one who's now making a very good living that a lot of people wish they could make doesn't mean that he's disqualified from having an opinion on yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's there plenty go. of people who make everybody has is it's the beauty of America. Everybody has a voice and our voices are all supposed to be equal. To your point, if it is about that, I uh wrote an article specifically about Donovan Mitchell that I know I shared on the fan. I think it was last year, uh when all this stuff was hitting the fan about where Anthony Davis was going to go during the season. Ah, yeah. And the article is titled, if you're something along the lines, if you're a small town, you got seven years. Because they're going to play out their rookie contract. No, I don't think any rookies ever turned down the extension when they're a restricted free agent. And then after that, gone. And Donovan, I got told, Donovan Mitchell's different. I think it's kind of hard to predict that far out. And, and he, to be honest, he seems different. He seemed like he generally was a part of this culture. I, every time I feel like I turn around, I don't know if you've seen the video. One that stands out to me is he was driving to practice one day, and there was a car accident he wasn't involved in, and he just got out and waited oh, and with the family until the police yeah. stayed. So, I mean, he's a good person. But 
Money's obviously a factor, but money's not everything. Winning's a, winning's a big part, and this has got to be a big part too. There's no way, especially with the NBA, where stars have so much more power than every other sport. There's no reason that you wouldn't pay attention as a league and be like, yeah, no, not Salt Lake. I, uh, and, and that's the thing is to hear no, not Salt Lake <laughs> just makes me want to shake my head. And the other thing to it is, and I loved, in fact, by the way, how can people find that article really quickly? Oh, boy. Uh, you know what? Let me go. Let me go dig through it. See if I can get it back. Can you up put it out on Twitter for us to see? Yeah, let me go. Let me because go it's, it. it real. And I read it, and it's really, really, really telling about the future. I mean, about the past of the NBA since free agency became the big deal, and the future of free agency. Because you're right, and and if I can turn it into a basketball perspective now, um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, right, the Greek freak, biggest thing that could huh? happen for the Milwaukee Bucks. When he becomes a free agent and he gets offers, and you can bet your butt that he sure will get an offer with high dollar with really contending, good contending championship basketball teams. If he leaves, it sets the butts, it sets the Milwaukee Bucks back six or seven, maybe eight years. If Donovan Mitchell, because I think Rudy Gobert is gone, I think Rudy Gobert is going to get traded. If okay. Donovan Mitchell leaves, if, if Rudy leaves, it sets the team back maybe two, three years. No, two years. If Donovan Mitchell leaves, it sets this organization back seven years. Well, yeah, because, I mean, in all honesty, not uh, and credit to credit to the organization for scouting him and, and obviously developing, I mean, he was kind of a, I don't want to say a lucky find. Obviously, they traded for him, so they felt like they saw something. But in all honesty, when you, you get a player that at that late in the first round, you don't expect to be a superstar, which Donovan Mitchell, to me, is... Well on his way to being a superstar. Donovan Mitchell to me was a rookie of the year, not Ben Simmons. Well, and, and the thing is, is I mean, the Jazz moved up what seven spots to yeah. tra- to get him from twenty three to sixteen to get the guy. So I mean, they obviously knew there was something special about him, and the fact that Dennis Lindsay, with a very very uh, prestigious and small circled group, made them sign a contract to say, hey, you do not talk about this guy to anyone, anywhere, anyhow. Not a word. He made him sign a dang contract that if they were to voice their opinion or thoughts of him publicly, they would not have a job. Because he was that high on him and he saw right. something in him. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, do what you can. It's like the Steel. Uh, granted, it's way back in the day. The Steelers hid the film from Lynn Swan and that's how they drafted oh, him. Yeah. They're like, no, no, we, uh, we can't find it. I did hear about that story. That's actually a pretty good one, too. Um,. Uh, but again, it, it it sets this organization back, and, and the unfortunate thing is, is that you don't see. I don't see how this ends with Donovan Mitchell being a member of the Jazz in three to four years. The way and and and, and they're going to say, well, that way, you know, that was that's three or four years later. You can't predict that. You can't know that. Donovan Mitchell's a pretty good, pretty good at holding grudges. He can remember things pretty well. well. So when he goes to Brooklyn or Detroit or New York Knicks or, if, I mean, to go home and they have a team, a contending team with lots of money and less issues with the racism, that's 
man, he's going to reflect on that. Well, not only the grudge thing, but, I mean, it's one thing if it comes down to a decision about money or a decision about winning. Those are things the team can control. Uh, this this is a case for, for him. It may not matter what happens. Like the, I've seen what I've seen, and that's enough. Salt Lake has been documented for its issues with fans in the past. I, I don't know where it ranks, but you know Boston for baseball is considered probably the worst place to go play as a visiting team, especially an African-American. Yeah. I think in basketball, Salt Lake's up there and to match that. Yeah, I without a doubt. I, I, without a doubt, Salt Lake has become one of the more notorious places to play at. That has been very unfriendly, and, and 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 not only so when Russell Westbrook came out and 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 you know the claims came out about Shane and this guy being racist towards this player, all of a sudden Rudy Gobert's like, yeah, I've heard it here. Fabo uh, Cephalosha, same thing, said he had heard things here at Vivian Smart Home Arena. Donovan Mitchell said he had heard things here. I so here's my question for you: you being a lifelong Jazz fan, so I, did you see? Uh, what the Red Sox organization did after Torrey Hunter made his comments. Uh, I heard about it, but I didn't see So, to, just a little context. Torrey Hunter was asked, uh, I think, or revealed in a, an interview, he said that every contract he signed, it said Boston, he will not be traded to Boston. Oh, and it's because right, yeah. of how many times he was called the N-word. And so they asked about that. So then Boston came out, the organization said, it's true. This is not good enough. We know it's true, and we're going to be better. So the organization leaned in and accepted it. Do you think there's something on? Do you think the Jazz need to take the same path? The organization. Well, I, ooh, that's a good question. So here's the thing: is that um, Gail Miller kind of came out and already did that. You know, after Russell Westbrook's incident, uh-huh. I mean, the owner came out in a handwritten statement and made some comments to the Jazz fans about, "Hey, we can and should be better. We know better." I felt like that should be the end of it, right? Like, if the owner comes out and says, hey, look, we aren't good enough. We aren't doing good enough. What makes us think that we have the right to to say those kind of things, those derogatory remarks to somebody, whether they're on their team or another team or not? doesn't matter. Not at fans, not at staff, not at players, anybody. And yet, here we are, Donovan Mitchell posts one photo that says, all it says, AJ, is free-ish. Right. And there's a load of Jazz fans just grilling Well, the other thing is, too, it's not out of nowhere. Again, there were protests in Salt Lake. It's not like he just posts out of left field. It's going on. There are protests about this, the Black Lives Matter movement, the police brutality. So he's not the only one voicing this opinion. So I, okay, so... Back to the jazz thing. Do you think that they need to lead by example in terms of like a monetary donation, um, announce that they're going to take some kind of new initiative? Because the fan attacks, I'm sure there's some people that cross the racism line, but the comments you read, they're just people kind of being ignorant. They're mm-hmm. not really being racist. Is there something you do? Because it, it, it is something that has been an ongoing, I guess, issue in Salt Lake City with opposing teams, and obviously, as you said, Gobert came out, Cephalosha came out, said they've heard things too. Is there something that they need to do to announce some kind of initiative? I don't know what else you do, right? Like, they banned the fan for life. Right. I don't know what else you do. Honestly, the best thing for about for the Jazz right now is that they get no fans at those games. <laughs> for the next, yeah. for, the, for the rest of the season, they don't have to deal 
with these fans. Because I could you imagine how awkward it would be that our season resumes on July 30th and then a Vivint Small Marina. Oh, there'd be people probably booing him, yeah. Here comes Donovan Mitchell. Like, what's the reaction going to be? I'd like to think overall more people, sure, the vast majority, cheer. would cheer. Yes. Okay, now that's true. But are these the same fans that were ripping them on social media? Nah, but you know how but the because internet they're, is. They're separating personal power. opinion to basketball opinion. Oh, you're not the guy making a political statement. You are the guy. <laughs> you're the guy uh, that's playing basketball and is going to try and win a big game for our team. Yeah, go Donovan Mitchell. But when it comes back to Instagram and he posts something on there, is he going to just grill him? I mean, the only person that can answer that, I guess, is Donovan Mitchell. Does he, he, obviously, as you read some of his tweets, he was unhappy. He sees it. He's probably taking notes of it. But does he, does he see that as the culture or does he see that as a couple of loud, ignorant people as opposed to what Salt yeah. Lake fans and jazz fans really yeah, are, you. the majority? Yeah, I'm with you. That, and that's a great question. Because I'd like to and give him the benefit dare, of the doubt. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I could answer that. That's a really good question, but I don't know if I could answer that. I sent you the article. I'm putting it up on uh, Facebook. If you want to throw up on Twitter, the oh, article yes. about the stars in the in the uh, superstars in small cities, smaller cities. Uh, AJ Knight's a great writer. It's really good stuff with with uh, good opinion, with backup with it. Uh, unlike his argument with about the Bears yesterday, <laughs> so uh, it, it's good stuff. All right, we're gonna take a break. Coming back, uh, we need to get into some NBA more some more NBA news and then MLB talk as well. MLB. They start their spring training. I can't believe it, right? Next, I know. It's weird to even say they're going to have a spring training, but they are back. Baseball's back, and it starts next week. And we'll get into that more here on the Full Court Press. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. In the sports you care about, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Full Court Press, AJ Knight, AJ Salsons, the AJ and AJ Show. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about that the other day because AJ and I have been kicking around some ideas about some stuff. It would be funny if we did a J and uh, – I was trying to think of it in my head, but a J and a, a J and AJ. You know what I mean? So it's two AJ and AJ again, but you do the pronunciation different. You know how they say you put the pronunciation on the wrong syllable? Because that's what it really is. It's AJ and AJ. So what was your idea? <laughs> a J and a J and a J. Uh, I'm working on it. It's not a great. You know. You know. I, I like the idea. Um, it's okay. You can tell me. You come up, drive come, we'll, it's just we'll, funny we'll, that we'll come up with a couple more. It's just funny that it's just the different pronunciation between our names of how you do the A, A J, and A. Ah. <laughs> it's an A ah, J. It's the A J ah, show. Turning <laughs> A J and J show. <laughs> hey, did you? Okay, so uh, a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Fox, okay, you're a gambling kind of guy. And yeah, I, mean, I like to. Now, we I don't dabble. promote to go gamble. I, I, I like to call them Nevada guessing games. Yeah, we, we're the, yeah. yeah, let's stick with that, actually. <laughs> but FoxBet.com released odds on which NFL teams will finish with the most and least wins for the 2020 season. Okay, okay. Now, help me out because I don't understand the betting world at all. Mm-hmm. When something says 100 to 1 odds or 3 to 1 odds, what is the what is the meaning of that? If it's three to one, what does that mean? So the one is what you bet, and the three is the payout. So like, if it's three to one and you bet five dollars, you'd win fifteen. Okay. 
That's still that's still weird. All right. Yeah, here's one for you. Just yeah. completely random. Go ahead. And oh, I'm so bummed I didn't do this. So Joe Burrow, right? He won the Heisman, set all those crazy records for LSU. At the beginning of the season last year, I think he was going off. I can't. I think it was a thousand to one or two hundred to one or something like that. So you bet five bucks, you would have had a massive. Just like you know what? I'm an LSU fan. Long shot. Just put the five dollars down. You would have had this huge payout because nobody was giving him any any credit whatsoever. Kind of makes me mad. I was like, because my brother's an LSU fan. I'm like, ah, you should have said something. <laughs> uh, okay, so here it is: the least regular season wins. Jacksonville's three to one. Panthers, Bengals are seven to one. Redskins are eight to one. Giants and Dolphins are eleven to one. Lions are thirteen. Jets fourteen. Las Vegas Raiders are twenty. That's still weird to say. Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta Falcons are twenty-five. As the Chargers, Cardinals, Broncos, Browns, and the Bears, your Bears, thirty to one odds. Uh, Texans are also thirty. Colts, Patriots are thirty-five. Titans, Vikings are at forty. Bills, Rams are at forty-five. The Rams are that high up? Yeah. Woo. No kidding. Uh, Buccaneers, Buccaneers are sixty to one, even with Tom Brady. O.J. Howard, Rob Gronkowski, uh, Seahawks, Russell, 60-1, to 1. Uh, Steelers, 75, Eagles, 80, Cowboys, 85, Packers, 100, Niners, 150, Saints, 150, Ravens are 250, and Kansas City defending Super Bowl champs are 350. Yeah, that, that's not going to happen. They're definitely not going to be down there. That's just a waste of money, even if you're like, eh, it's 350, here's five bucks. I think... <laughs> What what is your opinion of Bridgewater? Because that's the only I think it's a three team race. Because it's definitely the Jaguars, definitely Cincinnati. Because they're just they're even with Joe Burrow, there's a bad team. And then I think depending on your opinion of Teddy Bridgewater, though they did get Joe Brady from LSU, I think it's an incredible offensive coach. Um, that's a tough division with the Saints, the Falcons. I still think are decent, and then obviously Brady and company moved down to Tampa. That's a tough division. Yeah. Uh. That, and you know what? That's going to be like the juiciest division of them all. I, f- I feel like the AFC West at one point for like four years straight from 2010 to 14 was the toughest division. And now I feel like it, it's completely and fully swapped over to the NFC South. I wouldn't discredit the NFC West, especially with all the moves the Cardinals made. Niners, Cardinals, Rams. Give me one more reason there. Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, and that's always been a brutal division. Yeah. That's always a physical division. But like. I mean, you think of the NFC South, though. Drew Brees and the Saints. Yep. Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. Yep. Uh, Detroit is no. Detroit. Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta and, and Tampa. And you, Atlanta I mean, you want to talk Carolina. about falling on a cliff, off a cliff ever since that disaster <laughs> in the Super Bowl. And Falcons <laughs> are the exemplary of that. Uh, who is there another team in that division? Carolina is the other one. It's four. Okay, and, and that's another thing. We got to talk about Carolina. I was like, saying, Cam if Newton if, is still without a job, isn't that? And that's still odd to me. Yeah, so he's obviously, I think you and I would agree, he's one of the 32 most talented quarterbacks, right? Since there's 32 teams in the league. Yeah. Yeah. I think his issue, I think part of it is the pandemic has not allowed people to get a physical on him because he kind of, he's broken down and. Um, I don't know. I think there's a there's kind of a stereotyping because he's never been super accurate. So if he can't run like he could, it kind of makes him quote unquote ineffectual because that kind of opens up his game, you know. But he should have a team. If he's holding out for a starting job, I can kind of understand why he wouldn't necessarily have a gig because 
I think a lot of the teams are kind of set with either veterans or guys that they're interested in. But yeah, he should be on a team. Uh, yeah, it just it doesn't make sense because Cam. Okay, Cam Newton is different than Colin Kaepernick. Cam Newton has real legit talent, and he yeah. can make a team better. If you put him on the right team, you're going to go a little ways. Do you have Do you have questions about his leadership? That would I think be something that teams have issues with. Uh, just because I think a lot of people. Okay, so and here's the thing with that is I do have questions with his leadership. Like because everyone but would point to the fumble three years in the ago. Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll see. Three years ago, I had questions about his leadership and his maturity. Right. One of them. One of the things he's fixed. Now it's just the leadership part. But again. Playing for Carolina underneath Ron Rivera is not quite the leadership training mode you're hoping for. Playing underneath Bill Belichick and Tom Brady would be a great way to learn about leadership. Hence, you look at where Jerry Stidham is now. The guy went from a rookie, and he actually looked really solid and is now going to turn into a starting quarterback. But I feel like because underneath the correct leadership, he's going to be really good. I think uh, Colts would have had that good leadership for him. I feel like the Chargers maybe... Maybe. I think there's something to be said about, because, like, so, don't get me wrong. Cam Newton, way better than Jameis Winston. Also, Jameis Winston saying he's one of the best African-American quarterbacks in the history of the league is a ridiculous statement. So, let's just get that out of the way. He's th- he had the first 30-30 season. But Winston, I think, realized what his situation was. So, what did he do? He put himself in a position to get the best mentorship from Drew Brees and one of the best uh, coaching from, obviously, um, Sean Payton. And that's I think is going to have. I mean, look what it did for Teddy Bridgewater. That's true. He's on a huge yeah. contract with yeah. Carolina. I think you're you're right. Cam Newton at this point, if you're not going to get a starting gig, that's what I would do is go somewhere where you know you're going to get good coaching and kind of just by association almost rebuild your image. I only ask about the leadership thing because I know one of the other things people are concerned about is he has that interest in fashion. And you know, one of the things in all sports is well, you know, he he's good at the game, but does he love the game? And it's really, I think, a thing in football. There's, are you, do you like football or do you love, love football? football? Yeah. No, that's like Tom point. Brady loves football. Yeah. I mean, he's out there. Talking about him. He's out there working out with other receivers, even though the NFL yeah. Play Association yeah. has strongly discouraged him from doing just that. Yeah. Uh, hey, really quickly, can we just go back to the NBA for a quick moment? Yeah, let's do uh, it. We're going to kind of jump back and forth, and I'm sorry. A tweet just came out. <laughs> that, is this, that is this yeah, world in the pandemic, no right? A tweet just came out. I want to read this to you. Problem one. Donovan Mitchell doesn't want to get hurt in this playoff run because he's about to get paid. Problem two. The Utah Jets have have too many ball handlers in the starting rotation. Joe Ingles, Mike Conley, and Donovan Mitchell. Possible solution for both. Bring Donovan Mitchell off the bench in Orlando. So your starting lineup would be... (laughs) Your starting lineup would be Mike Conley, Joe Ingles, Royce O'Neal, George Niang, and Rudy Gobert. Donovan Mitchell on a little bit of a minutes restriction to limit the chances of injury while also letting him be the ultimate spark off the bench. I'm sorry, so what did we get Jordan Clarkson for again? Yeah, that's a good, yeah, that runs into a whole other issue. Also, that tweet is, I think, to me, kind of ignorant as well because even if Donovan Mitchell gets hurt, Unless it's like career ending, and please don't let that happen. But unless it's that, to assume that the Jazz are not going to, the second the clock hits midnight, offer him the most money, the longest contract they can, is not a very not a very good take because they're absolutely going to throw the most money in years at him they can as soon as the clock hits midnight when he becomes a restricted free agent. So my guy, Tony Jones, who we're going to have on today, and then he had to cancel because he has some family things to do, which 
Hey, dude, daddy time is much more important. Understandable. Uh, he says, number one is not a problem. Number two is not a problem. <laughs> uh, and then he says, how bad do we need ball back? We've got people coming out and saying that a 23-year-old all-star needs to come off the bench. Yeah, like, no. That's unreal. The, it, the only way that the so did they, would they finally pick a format for that? So who so the Jazz they know who they're playing in the first round? Is it the Rockets or did they what what format oh. did they go with? Uh yeah, so okay. Here's how it goes. You like you play the you play your eight games, seeding eight games. Right. And then based on where you end up there in the Western Conference is who you'll play. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the only way the Jazz are legitimately going to make a run it's because most people have written them off. I think most people like them as a potential dark horse and then Bodon went down and they're like, no, they're done. The only way they're going to go is if Donovan Mitchell goes absolutely crazy. Okay. So, yeah, because you're right. Bojan Bogdanovic being out, like, really, so really, 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 really damages their chances. Yes. I mean, extremely, because they can't beat Houston without Bojan. But call me crazy. They can beat the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Thunder, oh, and whoever is seventh and eighth in the this. Clippers. Oh, yeah. They're going to they, beat the they Clippers. They can beat the Clippers. Yes. They can beat nah. the Clippers. They can beat the Clippers. I didn't say the Lakers. Holy crap. Uh, sorry, I just saw some news. Uh, I didn't say the Lakers. I said the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Thunder, and anybody in seventh and eighth. That would be the Pelicans and fetch the Spurs, maybe. I, I don't think they can beat the Clippers. Everyone else, yeah, sure, I'm on board. But again, the key is obviously Do- is Gobert needs to play just lockdown defense, right? And I would say Mike Conley also needs to find himself. But basically, Donovan Mitchell just has to say, all right, get on, and I'm going to take us to the win. The only way it's going to happen. I would agree. It would help if Donovan Mitchell does go off. Yes. And he's going to have to be the ball handler for a majority of the time. I think so. So hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully, Mike Conley finds a bit of a shot in his defense, and you just you, the other thing is you need angles to rain him down too because you have to space the floor. That's the problem with losing Bogdanovich as well as it loses another floor spacer. Yeah, and that and that's the other problem is that can you spread the court without Bojan Bogdanovich? Yeah, because you could before, but can you now? Yeah, and it's going to be tough. It's it's really going to be tough. I'm I'm kind of worried. How about uh, speaking of the playoffs? Big fan of that J.R. Smith signing, going to the oh, Lakers. Oh, man. Thank you for bringing that up. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Oh, my gosh. Well, I think LeBron I, is if, still if, shaking if, his yeah, head at him. I was going to say, you think LeBron <laughs> – did you see the meme of uh, – or the meme of uh, LeBron? It says 2017, and LeBron is, you know, in that, that photo where LeBron's yelling at J.R. Smith of, like, WTF, dude. Yeah. And then it says 2020 – in another photo, in a Lakers uniform, <laughs> same photo, it's but just in a happen. Lakers uniform. It's happen. That's JR Smith. giving him that look, dude. That, okay, so that guy is—I don't know what I. He's either when he's not on drugs is the best player. Not talked about enough. Well, the thing is, when, when he has he, done weed before a game, it's bad. <laughs> You're not you're not getting good J.R. Smith. You're going to get J.R. Smith. I don't know we have if you have team timeouts, but I'm gonna run the clock out for three seconds in the NBA finals. No matter if I'm hot or cold, I'm gonna get up eleven threes. <laughs> no, I mean, can you talk about talk about going into a great situation? He sat out all this year or most of it, right? Because Cleveland bought him out. 
Yeah. He didn't want to sign with anybody, even though I think there was some interest, in, but that was it. And then all of a, now he's going to get a chance to potentially win a championship, and a good chance at that, because the Lakers, I think, are the favorites. Correct. Heavily favorites, by the way. Too. Yeah. Heavily favorites. Uh, so, yeah, dude, that J.R. Smith signing is just odd as all get out. And by the way, do you know who also needs to sign somebody out of wing? Who? Portland, because Trevor Reese is not coming. Oh, yeah, I saw they that. They need to get that place filled in very quickly. He's a, he's a big loss. Not oh, that I really yeah. expect Portland to make a ton of noise, but his defense and, and experience, uh, that's a big loss. More for so them. for the defensive part because McCollum can't play defense. I mean, <laughs> their, their guards just they struggle with that. Yes. Hey, uh, some news coming out. So yesterday there was an announcement that uh, Major League Baseball teams with the season starting on July 24th, that if uh, there was a COVID-19 issue where they wanted to play, that the MLB had the right to relocate teams during the regular season to neutral sites for health and safety reasons, including the postseason. There was rumor, and I'm just going to say rumor, that the Los Angeles of Anaheim Angels could come to Salt Lake City and play here at the AAA Baseball Park of the Salt Lake Bees oh. since the Bees are not playing. That is not official. There is no word of that. It is just rumor. I actually see some games then. Nick Groke of The Athletic for the MLB, and it reports, at the moment it appears the Rockies, AJ, are aiming for Albuquerque to be their official secondary training site for the 30 other players on their satellite roster. Uh, Metro State was also a possibility at one point. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Why? Gross. <laughs> just, I... I just no <laughs> for offense the record, to Albuquerque. For the record, I lived in New Mexico for a year. No one has nice things to say about Albuquerque. Santa Fe's the good one. I've never been to Santa Fe. I haven't either, but I've, it's supposed to be the good one. Albuquerque's supposed to be kind of yeah. Uh oh, and by the way, a better at MGM Grand just weighs $192 million or is that $192,000 on a parlay? For tomorrow night's boxing event, if Parlays they are tricky. if they do better nets twenty five thousand, yeah, twenty five thousand dollars. I don't like parlays; they're tough. I don't even know what that means, but that's sweet. Parlay means basically you you have to win all your bets. So you bet three things, and then you bet that all three of them are going to happen. So the only way to win your bet is if all three happen. Oh, it's the way to maximize. It's the way to like multiply your winnings. But all, all of the things you bet have to happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. All right, I can do that. Um, holy cow. There is so much. There is so much just Twitter is a hatred site. It's kind of a toilet. It is. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's unfortunate. Cancel Sports put out, puts out this thing. Uh, BYU, Utah, or Utah State. Do your thing. By the way, Utah State's got 1,000 likes compared to Utes' 254 retweets and BYU's 155 comments. Then some San Diego State fan comes out and says, owning the state of Utah like we do the rest of the West. San Diego State, your coach won 10 games and said, yeah, I don't want to do this again. I'm going to put out... uh, uh, some kind of sort of a Sam Merrill thing. I gotta find a Sam Merrill photo here, and put that out just to politely reply. <laughs> that might shut oh, him up. If you could find a gif of Sam Merrill just hitting one from forty-seven feet away, that would be great. I gotta find that photo. There it is. There it is. 
Oh, we've got action, kids. Who's your daddy? Sam Merrill. That's AJ's right. picking Twitter fights with San Diego State fans. Oh, dude, they're the best to pick fights with. They are the best to pick fights with. <laughs> okay, here's your daddy. All right, we're going to take a break. Coming back, uh, we will close up this show and get you ready for Thursday's show. It's all coming up on the Full Court Press, 106 NFM, 1390 AM, The Fan. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and RJ Salveson. It's uh, from The Athletic, Chris Vanini, year one of stint two for Gary Anderson at Utah State, was a roller coaster that ended in major disappointment. What do you see out of the Aggies this year? You lose your quarterback and you lose a lot on the defensive side of the ball as well. I'm curious what that depth looks like now with, with those guys having a year. And it's interesting because the Mountain West, half the league has new head coaches. So there's, there's a real opportunity, I think, in, in the Mountain West for a lot of teams to make some Starting at 4 p.m. on 106 on FM, 1390 AM, and 106NTheFan.com. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069TheFan.com. AJ Knight, LJ Salson, Full Court Press, wrapping it up by Wednesday for you. Get ready for Thursday. We have a really great interview for you tomorrow. At 4.30. You won't want to miss it. He's been on our show once. His schedule's going to get crazy busy in July. So we're going to steal him back for one more time before that schedule does get there. Uh, you'll enjoy to hear from him. So stay tuned for tomorrow's show uh, with myself and AJ Knight. Should be a good one. Uh, AJ, good stuff. What did you learn today? Uh, <laughs> that even though I knew about the protests going on, that it, it's, it's surprising to me that someone as beloved as Donovan Mitchell would still get as much hate as he got. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Because, I mean, he, he's been beloved basically since he walked in the door. And he still just took a bunch of crap like he said, like, the Jazz stink or something. Yeah, and, and, and the thing is, is, like, Rudy Gobert's not, I don't know what the relationship with Utah Jazz is with Rudy Gobert, but it can't be great. And if you lose him in a free agency, you'd rather lose him in a trade. I'd rather trade him and get value out of him. And there is value to get out of a back-to-back defensive player of the year. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Is that uh, does that make the impact of uh, Bojan missing this current playoff even more uh, a bigger deal? Because this could be the kind of hurrah before they have to refigure things. You probably could say that. You probably could say that. You just want to make sure that you get your goods out of it. Yeah. Like, you don't want to go out of here empty-handed like you did with Gordon Hayward. No, you don't that want to was, That nothing. was crappy. That was bad. You yeah, can't have that wrong. happen again. Because you aren't, like as you said, aren't going to get lucky in the draft like with like you did with Donovan Mitchell. Comes along very few and far between. Yes. Donovan Mitchell's come along very few and far between. For AJ Nett, I'm Aj Salveson. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same station, same place. <laughs>